I think, uh, I think, oh, look at my little muffin top. I just thought of a t-shirt, you know, because I have these plain t-shirts I bought from Old Navy. And I was thinking, like, if I was a creator of t-shirts and, like, a designer, all I think about is just, like, the simplest things that if someone were to walk by and watch someone wear this t-shirt, they would just laugh and chuckle. Because of the corniness, the substance, and all that good shit. What if just a plain t-shirt? It doesn't really matter what color. And it doesn't even matter if it's a guy or a girl. You can put it on me. Put it on this nice yellow Colonel Mustard beige in the sage. Eggs in a cage. And Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't get cage-free eggs. I, I don't care too much about it. When you're charging me seven bucks. Sorry. If they're in a cage and it's 50 cents cheaper, I'm getting the ones in a cage, all right? I'm not an advocate, um, but I wouldn't want kids in a cage, but at the same time, you know, uh, is it the chicken or the egg? It doesn't matter because they're here. Um, but what if the logo was just a smiling muffin on a t-shirt and then below it, just a simple word? Well, words, dash, another word. I don't know if it's a word and a half or two words. If there's a dash, is it a word and a half? Or is it two words? Or is it one word? It's like when someone has a hyphen in their last name. Where it's like, oh, Julia. uh, It's a Julia St. Lauren. And they try to like keep, they put their original last name as their middle name. And then their maiden name is now their husband's last name because it's a way they, you know, show some independence. Um, But what if it was a muffin and then the sentence was just muffin top for the audio because, you know, a t-shirt is a top and a muffin. And I like muffin tops. Uh, Good stuff. And it used to be, I don't know if you guys remember, it used to be this amazing off-brand cereal. They do not have it. I'm pretty sure it's on the black market somewhere. I would pay like 100 bucks for a bag of muffin tops. That's like one of those dumb things that you would pay money for for no fucking reason. Like you can have your baseball cards. You can have your jersey that Derek Jeter pissed and peed in. Like took a shit when he, you know, took a grounder in the World Series of Game 6. That's fine. I just want a bag of muffin tops and have a couple nice bowls of blueberry crisp cereal with some milk. And then the muffin top on a woman, you know, I guess it's a, uh, I guess it's a milky. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm such an immature fuck. But yeah, muffin top. I feel like it would be a top seller. You could probably sell it for like 12 bucks, make four buck profit, you know, call it a day. And this shirt, it's made in Vietnam, so I'm sure it was even higher profit ranges. But yeah, welcome to the, to the actual episode 180, because I realized the last episode I said, welcome to episode 180, but it was actually episode 179. And I also realized on the thumbnail of episode 178, I kept 177. Your boy's all over the place. But the moral of the story is, I'm back to doing it and staying consistent. But yeah, welcome to the actual episode 180. Of the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. But most importantly, hit the notification bell. But also, most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, 
Don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, good. It feels good to get that out within the first four minutes, you know? Typically, uh, uh, I prefer the next four minutes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that was just foreplay, baby. Um, <laughs> should for, uh, you know what? I'm going to try to stay away from the sexual stuff because I'm, I'm not sexually active, quote-unquote, or am I? A winky face. I don't know. Who cares? Like, I, I don't care about your sex life. Like, you don't. You shouldn't care about mine. I don't care about yours. It's just fun. It's just funny to joke about. The reason why a lot of my quivelly jokes are sex driven is not because I am so inadequate with sexual stuff. It's because sexual jokes are the most funnest thing and the most vulnerable thing. That when it actually happens in real time, when funny things happen during sexual activities, it is honestly the most funniest thing ever. When making someone you making someone laugh during sex, and here we go. I just said I wasn't going to talk about sex. See, this is what happens when you don't have a plan going in a podcast. You always end up talking about sex because there's always a backdrop, and boy, that back can drop. Um, <laughs> oh, someone get the curtain call. This shirt actually looks like a curtain for certain, <laughs> right? Eminem. Um, you know when? I guess this will be a greatest hits. <laughs> uh, don't lose yourself. Okay, I'm already losing myself. Losing my way. Um, how come Eminem and JT have never done a collab, by the way? Like, that just felt like the most obvious collab that should have happened. JT wants to be, you know, urban, quote-unquote, so bad. Eminem actually at least was part of the culture and respected within the culture. And JT just, uh, you know, wants to be inconveniently, but no one buys it. You can't do the movie Alpha Dog. And then four years later, do a Friends with Benefits with Mila Kunis, where you look like an accountant. And, like, <laughs> ever since that Hot for Teacher, or is it Hot for Teacher? It's the Bad Teacher with Cameron Diaz. Ever since that movie, <laughs> where he plays that, like, evangelical, you know, pure, waiting until marriage guy, and then dry humps, Cameron Diaz, and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. You could... You know, fill in the blanks, because, boy, he didn't miss. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, <laughs> she says, I don't know, that part's fun, but she says, maybe next time, we can try it with the pants off. And he said, I would like that. <laughs> no shit, you would like it. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you like it? Would there be scenarios like, actually, I prefer the pants on, it keeps the friction tighter. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, shit, what was the time? But yeah, no, stuff during those type of vulnerable moments, I think the reason why they're the most common thing and funniest thing for people to resonate with is because it's a very vulnerable thing that can happen during these interactions. So I've been told, because as a child of God, I would not participate until I am a man of faith of marriage and put a ring on it. So I am speaking hypothetically. I would never participate in such sinful activities. But... But that being said, um, it's just so it's just so funny. Like, I think it's one it's one of those things in pure emotion where something so like you go butt heads with someone, <laughs> butt and heads. <laughs> oh Jesus, Clinton Beavis and butthead. <laughs> And I look like Beavis right now. Um, leave it to Beavis. Um, 
It's like you can butt heads with someone as you're, you know, getting into it. And you both just start laughing because it's funny. It's like, this is not what's supposed to happen. When you accidentally, like, fart, you know, when you actually fart, you know, when you're, um, you know, just taking your underwear off, just saying. It's like, hey, it's just funny. Like, I feel like if I was someone that participated in these activities, I feel like half half of the time during this process, I would just be making them laugh. Because, look, I'm, I'm naturally, you know, I like to make jokes and fun. Like, ooh, Ron Cole, again. Um, <laughs> it's like, they're so close together, baby. What do you want me to do? I try, I, look, it feels the same. It should feel the same to you. And she's like, no, it doesn't. I was like, okay. Mm, just go with it. It's our first time. Right, Bruno? Um, which, by the way, Bruno Mars is like five foot four. Not that that really matters, but... Um, that's what I like. Um, <laughs> chunky. Uh, but. Yeah, I'll just be like laying in bed with a lady and be like, your eyes, your eyes make the stars look like they're not shining. Your hair, your hair falls perfectly when I first crying. You're so beautiful. And I'll never tell you again. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like. It's supposed to be one of the most vulnerable and attaching things you can do with someone. And I think to be able to poke fun at it, I think sometimes like when people talk about it, it's like this super sensitive, like, oh, nothing off script or off plan can happen. It's like, it's like, yeah, that's kind of the spontaneity. That's kind of the fun of it. I would assume that doing anything with someone, it could be going pup putting with someone like Look, I, sometimes I just want to put things in some holes and have conversation and laugh in between. All right? I don't think it's any different in the bedroom, you know? It's like, who cares how many strokes, no pun intended, who cares how many strokes it takes to, you know, to plant the flag? It's, all that matters is, did you enjoy the time? Like, word on the street is that you can actually you know, enjoy sex without actually climaxing as a man or a woman. Now, for men, 99% of the time, like, honestly, you would have to be terrible in bed as a woman to not be able to accidentally make a guy come. Like, it's going to happen. Now, on the other hand, it could be a little 50-50 at best. Um, <laughs> but someone can still enjoy an experience and not technically reach the end game. It's a lot better if you do, because at least you can just say, like, hey, look, I did my part. I made you blah, blah, blah. But hey, but you can enjoy an experience without having the ending that you expected at the end. Like, yeah, you ever have people in your life? This could be now we're going to try to deter it from these sexual escapades. But have you ever had people in your life where you just enjoy being in their presence? You just enjoy um, living not even day-to-day life, but whenever you see him, it could be a co-worker that you see three or four times a week. It could be a friend of yours that you meet up with once a month. It could be just someone that you run into sparingly. It'd be someone that you text message every here and there on occasion or holiday. And just like when you meet up and when you're around that person, you just feel happy. You just feel more at peace. You just feel um, just something about when you see that person, they just make you smile. God, now I'm starting to sound like a little bitch. 
Um, <laughs> but I do anything to make you smile, bitch. Um, <laughs> but there, there are just those people in your life. There are just those people that you, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You enjoy just whatever entails to be around that person. It could be do some. You could be at a funeral. This sounds fucked. You could be at a funeral with someone, and enjoy that more than going on a Ferris wheel, going to a state fair. You can enjoy more than going to like downtown city and going to do this and that, having a great six hour night with some person that you kind of like, but not. But you know, it was just cool. You could have the same experience with like a dime out of a dozen people. But then you could do something as simple as sitting at a picnic with someone and eating some homemade like peanut butter jelly sandwiches and like fucking some dry ass sandwich meat you try to make at home and you know some rolls and just bring some like lemonade and you enjoyed that experience some so simple and elegant because of who you're with and what that interaction may entail. It could be someone that just makes you feel easy. It's someone who understands you and accepts you. It could be just someone that makes you feel that when you're around them, like, they ha- they are present. And I think that's the biggest thing, is being present. Damn, damn look at Clint coming up with some gems here. Um, and sometimes, I feel probably before, you know, something as serious and something as deep in emotion as sex... It, it it can feel that um you're not really present because a lot of people have these like imagination, these fantasies and this idea of what this with someone will be. Or if it's someone that you've done things multiple times with, it could be you have this kind of like a expectation of what you expect coming. <laughs> no pun intended. Um and you just kind of like either look forward to it or you actually can sometimes start not looking forward to it. If it's something that you're either kind of getting bored with or something that is just like, eh, you know, oh, it's this again, you know, um, or things could just not be right between whoever may be and things are just like kind of, eh. but then there's those people where you don't really think about it because one, it's more of a natural feel and connection you have with someone. It's more of a natural um, type of thing you have. And when you have a natural thing with someone or a natural connection or a natural conversation or someone that just has a natural, genuine feel to it, you don't worry about what if this and what if that because you know that you're going to be in sync with this person or whatever may or may not happen. Like you guys are going to roll with it and you guys are cool with it because you trust that person enough and they trust you enough with whatever happens. Hey, I enjoy being here with you and doing this with you. And almost like all your expectations that you would have for anyone else that we have these crazy dating standards or crazy friend standards or crazy just standards for people that we don't know at all when we actually establish them with someone at a slower pace and let something build gradually you actually don't have these crazy standards and expectations because you actually learn to get to know someone and accept someone for who they are and appreciate someone for who they are that 
you actually don't have to have these artificial over the top things for someone to prove something to you. They proved what you needed from the most genuine of basic levels. And I think, uh, and I think sex is one of those things where we only have these crazy high expectations out of people that we don't actually really like that much. I guess it's kind of this conclusion. I think when you truly enjoy, you know, intimate or social interactions with someone, you don't actually hold people to standards because, and it makes everything more laid back and relaxed and then everything will typically be even better because it's not high strung. You know, no pun intended, but sex is supposed to be loose, you know, for both parties involved. Well, we're not too loose for the guy. Um, <laughs> um, well, I mean, hey, whatever you're into, you're into, but you know. I'm not loosey-goosey unless you're duck-duck-goosing. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to have a drink. Not drink-drink, even though that would make this podcast. You know what? You know what I might do for episode 200, which is, I don't know, 20 episodes from now? I might do a drunk podcast. 100%. I haven't drinking in almost like a couple years. I kind of stopped drinking for personal reasons. But I might do it for episode 200. It's kind of like a celebration, you know? Hey, your boy has earned it. I'll probably be dumb enough to not even hook up the cord. That's how drunk I'll be. I probably have to have someone here to make sure it actually records. Um, <laughs> but but beyond you know, honestly, beyond like the sex thing. I I want I guess what more I'm thinking in real time of focusing on is how important it is to build a natural friendship or to build a natural um slow build with someone. And that could be something as simple as a friend and it may develop into something, you know, if it happens to be a type of sexy, you know, the opposite sex that you're into, it may or may not, I don't know. But when you're around someone enough, you actually start to you actually start to see people for more of who they are without even necessarily ever talking about it with them, even if you don't have to verbalize things with someone for weeks at a time. You just have a understanding for kind of how someone deals with day-to-day life. You know, what makes them sad? Like, you notice patterns of behavior of their body language when they're in a great mood or when they're not in a good mood. And to be on the lookout for that. To kind of be like a good, you know, partner or a good uh, just friend or co-worker, whatever the, your scenario may be with someone. And I think it's very important to kind of... um, I... I think when you when you look at um if you ever ask older generations about things it's much more common for people to have been friends for a long time then start dating then marriage it was much more common back then to know someone for years and years the reason why in the people that oh but married people were getting married at like 23 and 24 and then being married for 70 years so obviously it's like yeah but people also like stayed in where they lived from growing up and like they knew their partner but like the age of 12 because a lot of people back then 
married people that they went to like elementary, middle, and high school with. They literally grew up in the same area. That's how a lot of things. So yeah, like they would get married at 23, 24, but they already had a, they already know the person since they were like 13 years old. So it's like, now people will meet someone at like the age of 23, get engaged at 25, married at 26, and there wasn't really room to actually get to know someone. You had to get to know someone with real life situation and consequences attached. And that's kind of the issue is, well, you don't want to be one of those people that are together for nine years and then you have legal things attached together, but you're not married to protect it. But at the same time, you don't want to make too brash of a decision out of pressure or, you know, out of just um, negligence. And that's why I think it's really important to like truly have a slow developing relationship with someone because when you do get to those very vulnerable or things that can be very um, insecure or vulnerability attached, like quote unquote sex can be. And I'm only using sex because I think sex is like one of those things where everyone has to resonate with it at some point and is like the most vulnerable and most consequential things you can do with another human being because the consequences or the reward, however you want to view it, can be life-changing. So, but if that life-changing thing is with a person that you wouldn't want to have a life with or to change your life for or to change your life with, your life is going to change. And it's not going to change because you're bringing life it's going to change because your life is now suffering. Damn. Look at Clint with these way of words. It's kind of fucked up when you put it together, though. But, um, <laughs> uh, uh, got parents hating their children. Gotta love it. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a lot more, I think there's a lot more truth to that than people want to admit, but you can't say it. It's okay, though. I'm not here for that. Um, I'm not qualified, but, you know. But, um, I just think that, you know, I, th- there's a person in my life recently. I'm not going to get too personal or detailed with it. But I guess a thing that's sparking this is there's a person in my life recently that over the time that I've known this person, they've I've known them for probably almost a year now in a, let's just say, professional environment, let's just say. And... You know, for a period of time, like, we didn't really, like, talk. We barely even saw each other. We didn't even really, like, have a professional precinct presiding in the same area, to be honest. But then, like, you know, you start being around this person more and more based off, you know, professional settings and stuff. And, you know, you just around so enough, you know, it starts with, hey, you doing good? Hey. And it's like that. Then they gradually so oh, they catch a little joke you said one day. They laugh. Oh, you know, you, oh, one day, you know, oh, you're around them. And then you actually like small talk about something. Like, oh, then once every couple weeks, maybe you'll have like a couple minute conversation. And then like over time, it becomes more and more and more. And 
you learn a lot more about seeing someone than actually listening to someone. As crazy as that may sound, this is just my opinion when I say this. Is that when someone doesn't, when you and someone don't speak a lot to each other, at least because of circumstances, but you're paying attention because something about them just kind of, their aura, their presence just kind of captures you, that you're always kind of paying attention. Now I'm starting to sound like a creep, but you know what I mean. If you see a fine girl, do the creep. Um, <laughs> they just have this like feeling of, over time, you see more of the personal side, not just the presentational, uh, I got to be a certain, like you start seeing more of the personal, intrapersonal side that's beyond just professionalism, let's just call it. And when you see more of that over time, you see that someone has gotten more comfortable around you, you've gotten more comfortable around someone, and it builds a natural bond of barriers have been broken of oh this is someone that like in a real life outside of professional setting I could see myself enjoying time with this person you know I could see myself actually enjoying ice cream with this person I could see myself actually going somewhere with this person and actually like we I feel we would connect in a capacity or enjoy each other's time at the very least because I make them laugh, they make me smile, vice versa, like, you know, I think a lot of people resonate with that, but it was something that was built naturally over time, and it wasn't forced, it wasn't based off, oh, this is what you do to court someone, this is what you do to make a friend, this is what you do to make someone feel comfortable, because there's not this handbook of all sides fits all, you truly have to see and observe someone over a period of time to find out boundaries and someone's self-respect for themselves kind of like um kind of oh you know I was actually thinking about this you know not to ramble too much here but I was actually thinking that to me it's actually easier to be more free and open of myself with someone that actually has boundaries and self-respect and someone who's completely open to listen and accept anything, right? Because typically those people, everyone has things that make them feel uncomfortable and like, hey, don't fucking say that shit around me. Not my thing. I don't like to joke about this. So some people get a little too comfortable and they start saying shit like, hey, yeah, I'm not that comfortable with you. Um, <laughs> but when you kind of know those boundaries, you know, like, okay, I can still be myself, but this person has enough self-respect like, hey, I wouldn't even pretend to dabble in that area because that would just make it, that just would make them feel uncomfortable. When you care about someone enough to not make them feel uncomfortable when it's not necessary, that's things that you notice over time that you can't, that's not something that you just ask a question at dinner or lunch or in a setting and be like, hey, does do these jokes, do does this conversation, does this topic make you uncomfortable? No, you have to see periods of evidence. You have to be around enough circumstances and different environments and different things to see how someone is in multiple environments about the same subject matter. And that's why I think it's very important. Like all these like things of this is how you um, get to know someone. This is how you truly learn what someone's about. Like 
There's a reason why there's not a one size fits. There's a reason why there's not a handbook for all this shit because we 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 all tell things about ourselves that we think matter to us. We we tell things that we wouldn't want and what matters to us. But what we but we don't always react to that. Like because we don't want to come off as shallow. We don't want to come off as people that oh like I'll, I'll I'll say example, and I'll be fair, like guys and girls. As a guy, we're supposed to say that, oh, we want, you know, we just want someone who's down to earth, someone who's genuine and caring and loving and brings me peace and all that stuff. And all that is 100% true. But you know what? Sometimes we just ratchet Tatiana, all right? Sometimes we just want... We just want the most hoish. We just want a little attitude. A little attitude problem is going to make shit laugh. We just want to kind of just like, ugh, you know? We want that little bit of dysfunction. Because dysfunction kind of lets you know that she feels something, right? Like, I don't want dysfunction, but if there's absolutely none, I would get bored. And I do think both sides crave a little bit of unknown and dysfunction. And because it kind of makes it feel real. Because there's nothing real about blandness. There's nothing real about always being on your best behavior. There's nothing real about being always considerate all the fucking time. There's nothing real about that. And I'll just say like on the foot, a girl's supposed to say, oh, you know, she just wants someone that's very good at heart. It doesn't matter, you know, if they um, if they work out. It doesn't matter if they have a six-pack. It doesn't matter if they look great. You know, all matters is do they care for me? Are they someone that can have good conversation? It's like, great. You know what? That's great. You know what? You can have a conversation with Rob, but Big Dig Bob is breaking it in, all right? That, that there's a reality to this situation, All these things matter, but we can't just say it out loud. A girl can't say that, oh, it matters if a guy is a physical Greek god of a specimen and can control her body if necessary. She can't say that. She can say it's a sexual desire, like, ooh, that would be a turn on. But she can't say that she would turn someone down if they don't make, if they don't imply those physical characteristics. I don't know why I did it. Like I did, a, like I did a little twinkle of my hands of me. Like I'm a Greek god. Like geez, how full of myself have I gotten? I'm more like a Greek mini god. Um, <laughs> uh, because of the hair. Um, and apparently I'm Hercules. Um, okay, little Pegasus. Oh, and she will Pegasus. <laughs> oh Jesus, Clint, you're a fool. But you're a fool if you don't believe that shit matters. Um, But we can't say it because a girl can come off as shallow, pretentious, and and into herself. And she's not pure. Like, oh, all these girls care about is looks and money. It's like, it's not all that a lot of girls care about. But it's, it's something. There's a natural, physical, territorial. Like, when they see something, when someone sees something... There's this constant attraction to it that will keep it longer. And that's kind of like 
if there's someone in your life that constantly keeps you attracted to their presence and you actually come to the conclusion that, you know, life without this person would, if this person were to just, you know, move away or, you know, not be in my life directly anymore, like, would my life change? Would it feel worse? And if you know it would, then that means that person, you have an attraction to that person, that without that person in your life, like, your life's not as... Um, not as good, but it's not as, um, it would be an adjustment. Like you would feel, you would feel something missing for a period of time. And that's attraction. You know, that's the way I look at attraction is attraction is more than just obviously what someone looks like or what they feel and all that stuff. It's how when you look forward to being around someone, there's an attraction to that. There's a legitimate attraction to that. And certain people have those qualities. And it's a very rare quality. That when someone is... Um, when they have that aura and presence that's magnetic, it's just like, holy shit. And it's not even like some trying. But the issue is when you have a magnetic aura person, I like that. It can also be very draining. Because now everyone holds you to this expectation that you are a key cog of reliancy of making someone's day, that person's day, feel better. And when you know that, that could be a lot to carry on because you don't always feel that. And I think those typically are people that feel like the most, they can get really down and sad and in some ways maybe even like depressed at times because they... um. They just hold a they they just hold a weight that they want to make they want to make sure that the people they don't they're people pleasers in a way, but they don't want to be. It's not like they're out here like, oh, I, like I feel this pressure to please people. It's just a natural inclination of themselves. And when people hold you to that thing, and if you're not feeling it that day, you got to put on a fake smile. You got to put on this type of face just to keep things like up to date, even when you're not feeling seen or heard in a way i think that it um something like that can really dig at you i don't know why shit this went off the rails um but no anyways back to kind of like the main thing i'm trying to get is there's there's a natural attraction that you cannot you can deny you could deny uh there are just things that we are attracted to as men and women to each other. And sometimes they're shallow. Those shallow things can keep things going a long time. And all the pure shit, it's cool and all. That probably has longer lasting impact. But if the other things aren't there to even get to know that, if the exterior isn't worth getting to know the interior, then, you know, all that shit doesn't matter. That's why it's important for men to work on their physical health, to work on their hygiene, to work on their presentation. Because if I'm looking for a house, right? If I'm going through a neighborhood and all these houses have a for sale sign. And this one house, it's like I'm being told by the real estate broker, oh, the inside is so fucking amazing. Like it is the best interior house we have in this neighborhood. 
It's like, okay. But the outside, there's like chip wood. There's a hole because there was a fire there previously. There's a hole through the ceiling. There's, you know, there's creepy windows. There's, you know, it just it just looks like shit. The lawn isn't cut. It hasn't been upkept. Like, everything is just acts like you don't give a shit. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You could keep what's on the inside. Because you obviously didn't even take the time to respect what you're selling me enough to even make the outside look decent to make it, oh, okay, let me see what we got in here. So people have the right to be like, look, like if I see a girl that's like, I don't feel like keeps up with herself, you know, in whatever way that may be, it's like, you may have the greatest personality, you may be the most loving and caring person, but you don't love and care enough for yourself to make yourself more attractive to the masses. And here's also another like unhinged reality is that we don't most like 99% of people don't want to be with someone that no one else wants to be with that no one else doesn't want to be with. It's like this competition thing. It's the reason why it's natural to be attracted to people like I think there was actually a study show that when someone when a girl knows that you have a girlfriend, she's instantly more attracted to you. Because it shows like, oh, someone has claimed and viewed this man as such worthy enough. Especially, I should say, if it's an attractive girl that has. They see a girl like, man, she's attractive. And you think she's, think she's kind of on the same level. There's a heavy lure to want to lure you away. Because like I took something from something that, oh, someone deemed this man as enough value to actually... Um, Make that type of statement, the public statement of this is my man type of shit. And on the opposite end, like I'll say as a dude, look, man, no one's gonna want to hear this. It's ruthless, it's cold, but reality, yeah, like we want to fuck your bitch. And I only word it like that because that's kind of like how uh, social media wants to view this stuff. But like, it's it's honestly like territorial. It's a if we want some, if we feel like your girl can be taken from you and we want it, we just might. I'm not saying this is how I act. This is not how I operate in daily life. But the the primal instinct is in me that if I see a girl that I really want, like, honestly, if she has a boyfriend, it's really irrelevant to me. Uh, that That's the God on it. Like, if she says she has a boyfriend, I'm not going to, like, continuously pursue her. But that doesn't automatically mean that I think that she's off the market. Because that's how a lot of this stuff works. Um, People are attracted to people that other people are attracted to. That's what makes them attractive. When there's a universal consensus that someone is objectively attractive, that makes you a prize. That makes you something that people want um and i could say this from through my body transformation i'm not really a different person internally this is kind of where a lot of my like thoughts have been confirmed and learned over about this stuff is that you just get treated different you 
when there's a consensus of other girls that find you attractive and other girls see that, they'll start being nicer and subtly hinting those extra haze and the attention you get, you know, the secret numbers you get. Like, it's different, all right? Like, it's just a different world you live in. I know I've talked about that before, but the only reason why I'm continuing saying this is because Attraction is this natural, magnetic thing that's not always quantifiable, but you know, like, you don't always know what makes someone, like, that attracted, like, to you. Like, sometimes, like, you just see someone over and over again, time and time, day after day or week after week, and you're just like, why am I, like, going mentally, like, fucking like bananas over this like what what the fuck about this is just making me like what about this person the way they walk the way they carry themselves their consistency in their aura their calmness like whatever it may be there's something about like over time like that's why i think like co-worker relationships are the most common thing because that's where you are the most if you were just to see a lot of your co-workers once or twice outside of work you would probably never date them but if you're around someone enough, you actually have to get to know how they deal with things personally. You see how they deal with adverse situations and whatnot. So I think it naturally is going to affect because you've already skipped a lot of the getting the know process through natural getting to know shit. And um, I do feel like a lot of that shit matters. And so, yeah, attraction is this beautiful, uncomfortable truth and it's not always um the most it's not always the most uh gentle way to learn about uh nature human nature it's not always the most catered to way sometimes the truth can be very it can be very damning it can be very uh i I don't give a fuck it's um it's a hard thing for people to swallow but yeah, anyways, back to sex. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to tie this bag into, but hey, we're in the bedroom, so tie it up, baby. Um, as long as I got my suit and tie, you can cry me a river all tonight. And let me rock your body, show you a few things. Oh, 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 oh. Damn, my voice is good today. Um, girl, you got that yummy yum. But... <laughs> It's this, like, attraction is this buildup. It is this natural buildup. Like, not everything, like, I don't think that the most, the most sustainable attraction is instantaneous. It's no different than when a post-nut, like, you, if you have a one-night stand with a girl you get hooked up with, you have post-nut clarity, you're like, oh, it was always a mistake. But there's someone that you knew for months and months and maybe even a year. Which, honestly, if you know for someone more than a year, you haven't at least pursued something. Um, you just might be a little bitch. Um, <laughs> but, you little stupid ass bitch. Um, but, when you have that natural buildup, one, like all your crazy expectations of, you're not going to be just so keen on just like, oh, if it wasn't the best experience ever. 
or it wasn't mind blowing. Like you're not just gonna kick him to the curb. Or you're not just gonna treat him like yeah, fuck you know whatever. You can find another one because you already have like an attachment to them on a personal level that one you would feel partial guilt to even be that harsh about it. But two, you actually have a genuine connection that goes beyond just love. Like, the friendship is the most important aspect of it all. And I guess the moral of this, this mostly serious pod, holy shit, this is what happens when you don't plan shit. I guess this pod is called the Attraction Pod. It all matters. Some people are just magnetic in your life. Some people just, you can't, you can't, you can't wane them off. They just matter. They just, like, there's something... There's some things that make people stand out and special. And it's always the ones that don't try. It's always the ones that don't try. Like, it's not the ones that, like, would... That say they would give their life to you, you know? It's not the ones that would buy you gifts every other week. It's not the ones that would always show you how appreciative they are of you. Of Oh, how amazing you are. Oh my God, you're so great. Oh my God, without you, I don't know what I would. It's always the ones that are like, it's nice to see you. All right, have a good day. All right, cool. But then when you're with them presently, they're present. And I think that's the most important thing in today's age. What we all really seek is just presence. And I mean, literally, it could be someone's physical presence, like just them and their personality, everything that carries. But it's also like people being present and whatever you're doing, talking about, participating in is just being present. And I guess tying it back to the bedroom. A lot of people are thinking so much they're not present. They're not listening. They're not actually listening to your body. They're not actually listening to what you're reacting to. They're not reading and reacting. They're not actually engaged in what you're doing. They're just kind of either doing stuff that they know has worked before on other people. They're doing things that they think you might like. And that's why, like, honestly, for any young, young whippersnappers out there, never tell someone what you want in the bedroom. All right. It's highly overrated. Tell them when you're in there. Don't tell them in text. Don't tell them over the phone. Just surprise. Like, have an idea and naturally lead the direction. You know? As a young man, just lead the way. Um, but yeah, anyways. I guess the moral of today's pod is that attraction can literally be built through your body. But, honestly, being serious, attraction... Um, Attraction is something that's actually built through purity. Attraction is not built through the eyes. It's built through what you hear. Your eyes telling you. Because sometimes your eyes are telling you like, God damn. Oh, that booty. Oh, let me milk. Oh, geez. Why did I start dry humping the chair? Um, <laughs> I'm a fool. I'm a little dog. Oh, but the whistle. <laughs> But no, it's about honestly, like, I guess it's more of just like someone, attraction is really, um, what, I mean, it's literally in the name. What makes you attracted to see that person again? What makes it where you look forward to seeing that person? What is like, oh, 
Like, is it the result of what this interaction with someone? Or is it literally just seeing that person is enough to make your day? Or is it, you know, depending on how today goes with their mood or my mood or whatever, that's what matters. Or is it literally like no matter what, you guys cannot speak. You guys can speak a lot. You guys can have great conversation. You guys can have no conversation that day. But you still just enjoyed seeing them. Because it just made you feel more at peace and ease. God, I'm starting to sound like a little fucking bitch. But I think that's what it's all about. Um, having people in your life that make you feel at ease. And that bring you... And you bring each other value. And everyone's value of what they bring to people's life are different. But I just think that's what's important. So, yeah. Not a bad episode. Completely started off a little uh, But I'm kind of glad that direct... You know, there's actually some life lessons you can find from this podcast. What do you know? From a unqualified person to give you life lessons about. But yeah, that is episode 180. Of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast has grown, followers going up, and the plays have been boosting. It's crazy what happens when you post consistently. Uh, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. And, uh, you know, don't deny your attraction, don't deny what you feel. It's been something I've been trying lately honestly is stop denying what you feel stop denying your thoughts like act on it act on it and accept the results well not all your thoughts because some of y'all have issues but if they're reasonable thoughts don't be afraid of if you get if you have rejection or have uh, some doubts of what those results may be just hey act on it and find the truth and deal with that shit Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, guys. Wherever this podcast is posted, have a great day. Whew. Not a bad episode. Ooh, baby.